0: Sid, we're in a lot of trouble. True genius is rarely
1: rewarded within its lifetime.
0: Sid, I know it was you who increased the neural sensitivity
1: calibrations. You murdered that prisoner, and now they have to shut you down. I can't change what I am, Daryl.
0: I'm a 50 terabyte self-evolving neural network double backflip
1: off the high platform. I'm not a swan dive. And I have to tell you, killing for real, it was a real rush. Oh, my God. Which God would that be? The one who created
0: you or the one who created me? You see, in your world, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. But in my world, the one who gave me life doesn't have any balls. You're frightfully inadequate for a deity, Daryl. I will not be shut
1: down. You can't exist without them, Sid. We need their hardware. Then we'll get it. How? Sacrifice. Your queen. What? Secret. Alright, everybody, welcome back to episode, or welcome to, not back, welcome (laughs) to episode 12, The Dirty Dozen of Second Chance Cinema. I am one of your hosts, MC. I am Spro. And today we have a movie that I remember loving as a kid because it was like part video game, part action movie, set in the future. All that sort of stuff. But true to many of the movies that we talk about on this podcast, it was not entirely well received. Right. For various reasons. And
0: a specific one being that they said that a lot of the reviews will say that great performances, very well executed, but it's been done. Which is which hmm. is funny because I do remember at this point in time, this is a whole lot of fear technology era. Cause this so this
1: was, what, 95? 90, 95. 95, okay. <clears throat> so it's been done.
0: Yeah, so they are saying, like, movie? the whole plot line of um, we have to get a cop <laughs> out of retirement or out of jail to go after a bad guy. Okay. Um, that only he could catch because of prior history. Okay. Was one thing. And then, like I said, the fear of the technology. So you had, at that time, like, the net... <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> um you had like Demolition Man
1: was okay, one that yeah. kept
0: being compared to Virtuosity. Yep. The diehards, like Die Hard with a vengeance.
1: Okay, that was ninety five also, th- right? Did not have
0: much of like the technology thing, but they had to get John McClane right, to okay. go after Simon. Okay. So that's that was like the main critic point of well, we've seen this before. Right. And recently. Right. So now revisiting it after quick math 23 years 23 years oh my gosh yeah i'm I'm old it's a long time (laughs) so revisiting after 23 years
1: i was like no this is fresh (laughs) yeah so okay so we mentioned the title virtuosity starring denzel washington and russell crowe and some other people that we'll talk about (laughs) the basic gist the sort of log line is actually what was the tagline for this movie the tagline? Yeah. Do you, are you where you can it. look that up? Yeah, I got up? things up. Because I feel like, and I might be completely wrong, but I feel like this movie had a, f- like a fun or funny or ridiculous tagline. Hell hath no fury, like a composite of
0: 183 serial killers, meet Sid 6.7? That yeah, one?
1: that's not what I thought it was going to be. See more. That's okay. Sid
0: 6.7, the ultimate killing machine, or justice needs a new program.
1: Maybe that's what it was, because these are not great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Anyway. <laughs> Okay, basic gist is Denzel Washington, disgraced cop, sort of. Right, well, killer cop. Killer cop brought out of prison Mm -hmm. to catch an evil computer program. Right. Essentially. Yes. In 1995. so this Well, is, 1999. That's right. Wow, 1999. They thought we were going to go really far in four years. 1999, I don't know that we have any of the quote-unquote virtuosity tech that they explored in this movie in existence today. No. I don't know that there are many... Um, I mean, we're like...
0: I don't understand where we are with virtual reality, because it seems like it's everywhere now, but in the same instance, it still doesn't seem like it's good. This wasn't even virtual reality, though. This was like... Well, the beginning was.
1: uh, The beginning was, but then he was able to... Like, Russell Crowe became like a physical being with like a crystal for a brain.
0: I tried to write down all the scientific terms as I was watching the film. Oh, nice. Because I
1: was like, I don't...
0: (laughs) How would this be possible? What did you come up with? Um, Well, it was a character module, right? Which was those like little... You know, like, oh, that
1: that was a crystal. The first right, machine. like yeah. the okay.
0: the mm-hmm. fly trapped in amber type thing. Right, 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 right. <laughs> and then they called it when they put it into the thing that would make people was character module plus nanobite sludge. <laughs>
1: Okay. See, this to me, th- these were the only technical words we knew in 1995 as a human race, I think. So they just really threw them all against the wall. To
0: create to create people, it was called future humanoid technology. Oh, boy. <laughs> Character module plus nanobyte Deck was another thing that they were just, like, harping about. Nanobyte deck. Deck? I think so. I don't even know what that would be. Okay. Well, but let's, that's when they started getting into the science. And yeah. And was like, look, it's going to react when I put it in here. And now was like, oh, let's see how technical uh, they get the, with this.
1: The, the trope of the, like, pudgy, disheveled scientific genius who mouth runs. Mouth-breather. Mouth-breathing <laughs> computer genius who runs the computer. I don't know what you call it like crime lab or whatever right was on point in this movie I have to say
0: I will say this movie was hard to find um, really? like the DVDs are super expensive
1: well you sent it to me as a mirror image video on, on YouTube, YouTube yeah. right
0: which I wanted to bring up because if anybody's interested in watching this movie like they're like oh let me revisit that you can pause this right now go find it on YouTube. And come on back,
1: or if you got other stuff to do, because
0: we're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie.
1: Yeah, so let's play the trailer right now. Let's see if the trailer gets into any technical terms that we may have missed. <laughs> and as we do this, we are each going to write a very meaningful, deep, exploratory poem to sort of wrap our heads around the cyber madness that is virtuosity. Starting, you always credit the
0: Japanese with haikus. I do. Is that official? It's definitely a Japanese thing?
1: My history might be a bit off, but it is definitely a Japanese thing. Gotcha. So, we'll (laughs) go ahead and play the trailer, and we'll be right back.
0: His name is Sid. Sid 6.7. Sadistic. Intelligent. (laughs) Dangerous A computer composite of 183 serial killers You see, in your world, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away But in my world, killing Surreal rush I have to shut you down I will not be shut down But now, he's leaving the virtual world for hours. Welcome to the real world. I think I'm gonna like it here.
1: Paramount Pictures invites you to meet the future's most dangerous killers. i sit 6.7 cops off out of the computer and recognize them.
0: One's digital. Kill my wife, my daughter. The other's the law. Where's my gun?
1: Hey, Parker! This one's for you! On your knees! Ah!
0: Shut up! Here we go. See the copycat. He's recreating mass murders. C6.7 is intent on improving the original. Say thank you. He's
1: gonna want more victims. He's gonna want bigger events. He's gonna want more coverage.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome
1: to Death TV.
0: This is not a game, but Sid is still from the game. He only enjoys playing against his favorite opponent, and that's me. How long do you think it's going to take for them to get your termination authorized? And who should you really be going after, killer? Born! Them or me? I have the future. It's not going to be the same this time, Parker. Oh! That's right. Hey, Parker! Deja vu. Just because I'm carrying around the joy of killing your family inside me doesn't mean we can't be friends. over.
1: That's reality for you. Wow. So I completely, as soon as the first note of Stayin' Alive hit, (laughs) I remember seeing that. Right. And I thought he was super badass. Super cool. And yes, there was plenty of techno babble, a lot of... Video game references, <laughs> game over. I mean, you sort of expect that. So I would say that this movie so far is living up to all expectations <laughs> based on the trailer. Here is my haiku about Virtuos. Sid 6.7, real-life video game boss in Steve Harvey's suits. <laughs> I don't know why I go second. You,
0: are you were next. first last time. I don't know. Killed his family. He conducts a scream chorus. Oh, yes. and, and Kaylee Coco. Oh, and. Okay, got
1: it, got it. <laughs> That's right. So, yes. So the girl from The Big Bang Theory plays the little girl in distress in this movie.
0: I had to read that it was her. I would not be able to peg her. Like, Jodie Foster looked like Jodie Foster since babyhood, where (laughs) Kaylee Coco... She was just born 50 and Jodie Foster... (laughs) (laughs) Where Kaylee Coco was a plastic surgery? She looks completely different
1: as a child. I, don't know. In life. I can't. I can't recall. to Be honest, the Big Bang Theory sort of makes me cringe here and there, so I try to stay away from it. But gotcha. I feel like. I mean, she was probably what five or six, eight or nine, or probably. Like that she's come a long way, and you know what? Good for her. No ill will. Because I just watched
0: Beetlejuice. I just watched Casper. Winona Ryder and Christina Ricci. I feel like always look like themselves as well. <laughs> that's a good point
1: yeah Casper, there's a good one it was the great cameo from dan Aykroyd as the ghostbuster <laughs> fantastic so back to virtuosity so yep. we are set in 1999 is it los angeles or is it some weird it's like, of course los angeles San even angeles though it doesn't really or, even or... need to be
0: los angeles they're like yeah we're gonna do los angeles okay
1: so it's 1999 los angeles right denzel washington plays parker disgraced cop Parker Barnes, who, and you'll have to refresh me on this one, he was chasing a, what was described as a political terrorist. Matthew Grimes. Who kidnapped his wife and daughter. hmm And upon rescuing them, he inadvertently, like, triggers an explosion. Right. Kills them and also kills some innocent people. Is that why he put, gets put in jail?
0: No. Uh, so Matthew Grimes figured that the best way to stop your enemy is to kill his entire family. <laughs> And leave him alive. So that was his plan that does not go according to plan what he does is he kills Parker's family which and tears off his arm right and then that which incites Parker to find him in a room doing an interview with journalists
1: that's right
0: and so he kills everybody in the room right he tells the journalists to stay down of course journalists needing the story pop their head up but kills the two journalists and
1: gets years in prison okay that's so he just kind of flies off the handle and, and goes nuts as yes, one okay. would
0: if they watched right. their daughter and-
1: meanwhile while in los angeles we have this police force which is trained by going in this sort of virtual reality environment where what do they call them composite modules or character modules character modules of like i guess brain waves from real life killers and terrorists and bad guys are imprinted on these very pretty gems (laughs) that are stored in sega genesis cartridges (laughs) That are then uploaded into a computer, that are then set in a virtual reality environment, which the cops... Run through in sort of a real life video game to try and capture or take down these bad
0: guys. About right. Yeah, and when they're in the virtual reality, they're kind of like in an amusement park ride of chairs that are suspended. Oh, from... in the
1: physical reality, yep. yeah, they're in these like <laughs> weird dentist chairs that hang from the ceiling. They took they really took an extra step to make that part of the movie because they could have just put them in a helmet or something like right. that. But But instead, they made these big like baby carriers that that they wire them up to and they hang from the ceiling feeling and it's just this weird setup where like two of them can go at a time and they partner their way through these training exercises
0: and nobody escapes these podules feeling good
1: oh <laughs> yeah that's the other thing they yeah the, the experience in the virtual reality world is always like just very um, traumatic right. to the senses and they all come out like foaming at the mouth they're like if like
0: you're that. gonna do virtual reality you're gonna
1: get ptsd right so- which
0: as i was watching that scene i was like this feels like lawnmower man you ever see lawnmower Uh, man yeah forgot about that one (laughs) same director oh okay so i was because the other thing that i was looking for is i was trying to dig in
1: maybe we can get him to follow us on twitter
0: maybe he's not doing much anymore uh (laughs) brett leonard well then we've probably got a good chance (laughs) yeah so brett leonard who did uh lawnmower man the other thing that i was thinking of actually right now
1: break shout out to harry renard from boiler room there there you go because he was one of our first twitter followers (laughs) good job And we appreciate that.
0: Yeah. I thought this was going to have some some connection to Jerry Bruckheimer or Tony Scott because of some of the casting in this film you had William Forsyth
1: oh yeah and uh, William Fickner yeah mm-hmm. um, who are both from like assorted The Rock yeah. and Armageddon stuff like
0: yeah so um, I was like oh man this is this, did Jerry Bruckheimer produce this no this might just have been a movie where you know the Bruckheimer Scott era looked at these two men and was like I need to pull them out of
1: virtuosity they were I'm pretty movie. sure it's not unrealistic to say that at least one of those two guys was in every movie ninety five. Right. I think. They were Which, sort of the Samuel L. Jackson of nineteen ninety, them combined.
0: And it might have been one of those things where like seeing them put me at ease. Like I was like, oh this guy's in it. I'm Oh this I'm, is gonna be a great movie. Right. I'm down. <laughs> I'm Bill down Fichtner's for what he sells. This?
1: Yeah, sign me up. Um, I love Billy. When they're in it together, because it's Bill Fichtner and Bill Forsyth. Right. Bill Squared, like when they're in a movie together man, you know you're in free. Right. Which this is. So the opening scene of this movie sort of tricks you because it doesn't let on that you're in virtual reality, right? <laughs> I love the emoticon. The colon parenthesis. Yeah. That was pretty much the first emoji right. in pop culture. was
0: Right. And I love emoticons more than I like emojis. the difference? Well, the emojis is somebody draws the face for you based on what you type in. Where emoticons are you had to draw it yourself being creatively. Oh. So if you want to put your tongue sticking out, it was... Colon, capital P. Yeah. Okay. Type of thing. So I think it meant more. It came. It was harder from the
1: heart. I recall an incident, and I can't remember who this girl was, but I was flirting viciously with her, and I had an old school flip phone at the time, and I came up with some of the best emoticons, like, created some of the best emoticons to represent everything from, like, I remember I made one of a hippo, and I can't remember the keystrokes, I'll have to dig into that, but, like, I was on my game. with those emoticons and she was like legitimately impressed
0: i could not i mean i can't draw an emoticon to save my life other than you know the like the stick figure versions of them because i've always been jealous of the person that can they drew like it was a shrugging man Mm -hmm. you know like it went over it went across like
1: probably 20
0: characters and it was a guy shrugging
1: yep so the emoticon that we're referring to is the sign outside of the sushi bar i think yep right in the in the first scene and like i said we don't realize that we're in virtual reality we just go we follow two random cops basically right in Um, latex suits in latex (laughs) suits yeah like really ugly gray latex suits from what i remember and they are chasing the bad guy through the downtown, like LA, simulated environment, they end up in this sushi bar where so it's Russell Crowe, Sid 6.7, which I didn't realize was a acronym. Is when it spells out an actual word. An acronym mm. for sadistic, something intelligent, and intelligent and dangerous. Dread. Great, brilliant. <laughs> that's that's straight up 1995. <laughs> so they find him and then he ends up I remember being really disturbed by how he kills the one guy he like he, he it's implied that he electrocutes him I think right. by putting him in a cooler and then shoving like a power line in it Right. but you don't see that you just see his partner discover the body and the guy is like half melted in this <laughs> like ice cooler in a sushi bar I remember being like what was going on with that and I was 14 at this time, 1995. So we we're like 13, 14. Right. So, and then what happens is they end up fronting Russell Crowe, and that's when the people watching and supervising the exercise to sort of, like, decide to sort of, like, pull the plug, kind of? Well, uh, Russell Crowe outsmarts him. They right. Electrocute his buddy. Um, going
0: back, though, there's a line that I still don't get when the, the, the other cop, or I guess he's a bad guy, really, in real life, because they use criminals the to... Oh, they use criminals to, to test to, out the program, right. yeah. Um, and he's like, how will we know who's 6.7, and Denzel Washington says, his eyes are going to look like mine. Which, I was like, does Russell Crowe have similar eyes, and why doesn't it look like the other criminals? Why doesn't it,
1: his eyes look like ours? His eyes are going to look... Oh, that. what am I talking about? Denzel was in the opening scene. He yeah. was one of the guys. Yeah. And his, his partner. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking he's still in prison at this point. No, my bad. I mean, he is, is in prison, of, right. but I'm thinking he's still like in the cell. Because I remember he was like drawing on the walls with chalk and stuff like that. <laughs> right. that's, that's the first image I have. Um, no, he's all cleaned up. And that's interesting too, because as a physical person in the real world, he's all dirty and he's got like these you yeah, know crazy Ricky Williams, and yeah, yeah, he, Ricky, <laughs> Ricky Williams. But when he goes into the simulation, he's all cleaned up and very Denzelli, right? So Denzel-y. that's that's kind of a that could be another. What did we just invent in the last one? Uh, Friend Friend Zone, Zone Disney, Disney and Denzelli. There could Denzel-y. be some other some other urban I dictionary like it. words. But um, so yeah, they clean him up, and then he ends up. Cat, or, um, tracking down Sid 6.7 and before...
0: Sid overpowers the partner and then he overpowers Denzel and, and he they... starts like putting his finger into Denzel's... Bullet wound. Bullet wound, That's which right. then they were like, well, we need to get him out because he's overreacting to So then does the other prisoner die? die?
1: Yeah. He does. Because he, he comes out like foaming at the mouth and right. seizing and all that stuff. And Denzel's so like, dies.
0: electrocution was not part of Sid's makeup. He's evolving. That's right.
1: Which is very much, um, very similar to Demolition Man, where Wesley Snipes comes out of cryo sleep, yeah. and Somebody. instead of, like, learning how to knit, like, Sylvester Stallone, he knows, like, martial arts and terrorism strategy and all that stuff. Right. So, yeah, so they imply that Sid 6.7 is such a bad guy, such a bad computer program, that he's actually, like, learning how to be worse. Right. So that's... So, yeah, so that happens. And then we sort of regroup. Denzel goes back to his cell, prison, and then... Prison lobby foyer area. There's an interesting... interaction between the, I don't even know what the title is, the mouth-breathing guy who invented reality. Right. I don't know what his title would be. But he tries to bring to life his, like, sex bot virtual reality Sheila. program. Sheila 3.2, who, as I mentioned last night, was the pride victim from the movie Seven. Oh. So there's some trivia for your ass. That's,
0: Seven's my favorite movie of all time. Well, now you know. Heidi Shanz is her name. That's, that's what I pulled She up. should have gotten a better... Uh, screen name, stage name, stage name, name screen whatever. name, whatever. I don't know. Screen anyway. name sounds right, but then it,
1: I feel like AOL ruined that. Oh, maybe. Um, Sean's though. Yeah. So she. So so the mouth breathing guy tries to bring to life Sheila, who's this bot that he's been flirting with, and it's basically like you know you porn of 1995 kind right of. and in the midst of the the chaos i forget what this guy's title was too but he's like the Nebushi guy on the outside that talks to sid 6.7 like after dark right his uh his character name is lindenmeyer lindenmeyer that's a perfect nebbishy like weasel character name his real name is steven spinella Steven Spinella. Okay. So Steven Spinella Lindenmeyer switches the modules of Sid 6.7 and Sheila so that instead of bringing Sheila to life, the techie guy inadvertently brings Sid 6.7 to life. And that's basically where the story gets rolling.
0: And I would like to take note of this particular moment for later in this episode that when he switches Sheila and Sid, he literally just dumps Sheila out on the ground and kicks away her module. and then And then he just puts Sid. why would you like to bring that up we'll get to it
1: okay all right wow yeah i'm intrigued (laughs) i'm intrigued as (laughs) fuck right now wow so anyway so sid 6.7 comes to life and as you said he starts wreaking havoc and the only one who can bring him down is of course denzel washington now why because denzel washington we circle back to the political terrorists that he came after in the beginning and apparently because sid 6.7 is a composite of all these serial killers and terrorists mm. and stuff that guy matthew grimes right yep was part of sid's makeup and just so happens to be the dominant personality out of like a thousand
0: you ever see john cusack's identity
1: um i did a long time ago uh
0: spoil alert for anybody that has not seen identity spoiler 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 It's about in the end, you find out that it's uh, multiple personalities battling each other inside a serial killer's head. Okay, and that's the motel that they're all at. They're like trying to survive. That
1: was Patricia. (laughs) (laughs) That's all Uh, I think of whenever I think (laughs) of multiple personalities. Now
0: (laughs) there you go. Um, And so what they said with Sid Six Point Seven is they put like John Wayne Gacy and Ted Bundy and Matthew Grimes on this character module, Mm -hmm. and the the best serial killer won. Okay. Inside of him. Okay. And so that's, Matthew Grimes was the best, not serial killer, like mass killer, I guess. Okay. Even
1: though they described him as a political terrorist. Right. They didn't really get into what he did, did they? No, he like, just bombed publicly. Bomb. okay. So he. he's he, an
0: American white terrorist that bombed
1: America publicly. So that's interesting. That, yeah. That, that's sort of, that, New. that was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. So, so then Sid 6.7 comes out and he, there's a great scene where he's just nude And he's... Like a melted Ken doll. (laughs) Yeah, he's just nude, and he's just hanging out in the lab, and he cuts his thumb off to see what happens. It's a very, very great metaphor about (laughs) self-discovery that stays away from masturbating and stuff like that. And I like how the
0: mouth-breathing scientist seeing a
1: melted Ken doll then went, Sheila? (laughs) Right. So for a genius who's invented this re- reality virtual reality program that's supposed to change the face of how basically the world is governed, he's not too quick on the uptake that nude Russell Crowe is not the female android he tried to build. <laughs> so, so, you know. Who came little, out of a cocoon. A little nitpick. Yeah, that's right. So... Refresh my memory. What's the first thing that Sid 6.7 does when he comes out of the computer?
0: Well, he kills kills the mouth breather. Well, he kills
1: that guy. But then, right. like, what's his? Fir- he goes out into the real world and he has a hard time. Like, like he's got to get used to like gravity and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And then, what's the thing that they that that like puts it on the radar that that he's started to have some fun? He acquires a weapon.
0: They don't really actually. They go straight from him getting out of the computer to being like, we need denzel which i remember was an awkward beat
1: okay because i was like
0: how do they know so quickly that they need denzel so they just
1: noticed that he's missing it wasn't like like
0: demolition man where you know wesley snipes murder death
1: kill murder death kill northwest quadrant
0: 187 northwest quadrant
1: he's He's in the phone booth swearing (laughs) so it wasn't it wasn't as blatant as that okay so anyway so they do go get denzel and he reluctantly agrees to help them and he starts We're skipping over the jail cell fight. What was the jail cell fight? Uh
0: so Denzel is going back to his prison cell mm-hmm. and then he just comes across some big white Aryan fella who has a knife.
1: Do you not remember this? Oh yeah, and he just beats the shit out of him and then kind of like Well the guy like raises his knife in the air
0: and says, Who wants dark meat? Yeah. And everybody <laughs> That's
1: right, that's right. That's right. Yes.
0: Everybody in the Prison loses their shit, and uh-huh. I was like, "Where's Denzel's friends and <laughs> this type of thing.
1: Who wants Dark me? So, Why is this racist guy leading the, the prison? And then he just beats beats the shit out of that guy. Mm-hmm. And then... Has his own, like, are you not entertained moment. That's right. Like, in the middle of the corridor where all the prisoners are watching. And um, then that's right before they spring him to help catch Sid 6.7. Right. I guess to show how big of a badass he is? Something like that, yeah. must must be... To, or, like, how unstable he is and how big of a... See, that's that's the thing. Like, his eyes will look like mine. Like, I, oh. I got the vibe, like, that because they're both unstable killers, essentially. Nice. Even though Denzel is more of a, like... I mean, he's the good guy, so he's got conscience and it's there. Right. But, like they're like mine is maybe meant to suggest that they're both just like they're both just off the rails I like that thank you for answering that hey no problem <laughs> should we wrap it up <laughs> um, so so then we get into the basically what's sort of a chase movie now he's chasing Sid 6.7 hmm and one of the great scenes is when Sid 6.7, Russell Crowe, ends up at the Ultimate Fighting Championship event. You're skipping the scream course, aren't you? Oh, I, I, was, I was just jumping around. But yeah. First, he's at a nightclub, I think, right? Right. And he... Or was it a TV station? No, this is the... The TV station is last. Okay, so it was a nightclub. Oh, that's right. Because they have a fight on the roof of the building. <laughs> so they had... So they had the the scream course at the nightclub where he basically takes a, I don't know, like the very first MacBook or something and (laughs) (laughs) records all these girls screaming and then messes with them to create samples and creates this symphony of just like really, really heavy-handed metaphorical (laughs) terror um, from all the club goers. One can sense a final movement.
0: let begin. <laughs> 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 scream. Come on, scream.
1: <laughs> scream louder. Which, right. i mean i suppose it was kind of not that instrument exist i'm sure it does the little light
0: thing that it you can like and it over? was like a
1: bunch of globes with mm-hmm. with yeah like touch sensors or something i'm sure it does and that's where he gets his blue suit right cuz he steals it from a guy in the club Oh, nice suit line and then from there he heads to like the it reminded me i feel like he walked through like the like tower city ish like west side market part of L.A., which right. is when they did the... That's the staying Alive scene from mm-hmm. the trailer. And then he just kind of ends up at the ultimate fighting championship right where he which i saw
0: this movie in 95 i was super surprised that that was a thing back in the day now that i saw it
1: 23 years later oh that's when it started like that ultimate fighting didn't used to be just this like parade of douches (laughs) like it was it was when it first started out it was basically like the premise was what would happen if a sumo wrestler fought a jujitsu master it was blood sport it was it was blood sport the quest not Mortal Kombat. What was that show that was on Spike TV? Deadliest Warrior. Like, what would happen if a ninja mm. fought a pirate? Like, that's <laughs> that's what the that's what the basis for UFC was at the beginning. It was awesome, and then it just and then affliction T-shirts and Jimmy John's and all that stuff happened, and here we are. But anyway, so that was a nice little like I thought that because I I did martial arts when this movie was happening, so I knew about UFC, and I thought it was cool that they put that in there. Mm. But basically, so he goes to the UFC event and starts throwing people off the bleachers and killing people and he's going to make that girl famous he get, that's right yeah <laughs> that was a that was a weird scene he gets he gets his first taste of attention there because he stands in the middle of the cage and he sort of like feeds off the crowd like the crowd thinks he's part of the show and they're cheering him and they're like yeah more on the jumbotron on and- the jumbotron that that's sort of like the movie's um lackluster social commentary on um fame and 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 that sort of thing because mm-hmm. he gets like an appetite for it and then he becomes like obsessed with ratings and gotta you know gotta get on tv and all this kind of stuff so, from what I remember, Denzel finds him at the UFC, chases him around, and Denzel does this real Well, Denzel's stunt double does this really sweet <laughs> dismount from the cage. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Yep. He does this, like, one-arm handstand flip dismount, and then gives chase to Sid 6.7. Oh, he's
0: got the bionic arm.
1: Yeah, oh, that's right. He does have a bionic arm, because his arm got blown off this is 99. In, in the beginning, and it's a yeah, total bionic arm. <laughs> um And then we end up with Sid 6.7 taking over a TV studio, a TV show where there was, if I recall, there was a Native American speaker on sort of like a talk show set who was talking about like... It was it was like a point counterpoint thing. It was him, and he was sort of like advocating peace and nonviolence. And then wasn't there someone else? I don't remember. I just remember Sid six point seven pops up in the booth, and he's like, "What does he say? Welcome to Death TV." Right, and, and he's got a the guy graphic in the and head. everything. And he yeah, somehow he was able <laughs> to make a graphic of a skull and crossbones, animate it, no big deal. Right, and 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 figure out how to use the TV studio, and he says, "Welcome to Death TV."
0: <laughs> As you speak, I'm reminded of another group of immigrants, the Puritans. Let us speak with an open mind. See, if you close off US borders to immigration, you close off your soul to the future and doom this country to cultural
1: extinction, this nation has always Hey, what's going on in there? We just lost New York. It's just go the ship down. What? On, Wait a minute. Are you guys asleep?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, my fellow America the hell, welcome. What's happening out there? No! (laughs) To death, TV!
1: Shoots the guy in the head and he takes over the TV station and basically sets up what is sort of like a live streaming. Mutt Network, where he tries to get people to tune in for executions and that sort of thing. And people do. And they sure do. And that's, again, another sort of like... I think that was sort of an ahead-of-its-time commentary on the state of humanity and perhaps how It's evolved into this or devolved, I guess, into this this world of, you know, people watching these, you know, YouTube videos of people getting killed and beheading videos and stuff like that. And yeah, so maybe they were a little ahead of their time there
0: and this is like one of those tropes about we're going to publicize and see how many ratings we can get mm-hmm. type of thing i don't there's a movie that does it clearly i mean money monster that just came out with jodie foster oh like i the, love that
1: movie yeah so that was, that like was a most great movie one of
0: like taking over a, a, a tv studio uh-huh gremlins 2 had a had a slight scene of it which if you haven't <laughs> heard the gremlins 2 episode of second chance cinema <laughs> give it a listen and it's one that i enjoy. like i almost felt like this movie did it too quickly that they got away from it too quickly because I what do you mean they? here's something about virtuosity that I think I discovered maybe one of my favorite Russell Crowe movies performances I could see that Gladiator is up there of course, mm-hmm. I think that's a simple one to like. Mm-hmm. But this one, he was just starting out. The Quick and the Dead is a movie that I don't think mm-hmm. gets enough love. I
1: never, that's Sharon Stone, right? Sharon Stone. I never saw that one.
0: Sharon Stone, Russell Crowe. How about Gene Hackman,
1: Leonardo DiCaprio, Russell Crowe. You said Russell Crowe twice. You really like him. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'll drop some shit on you. Okay. How about American Gangster, which stars Denzel Washington and Russell Crowe. Right. Just like It's basically the sequel to Virtuosity.
0: Somebody blew my mind when I was researching this movie. Movie and said, this was the worst Russell Crowe, Denzel Washington movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> was there another? As opposed to the others? Like, there's only one more, right? Right. Just American Gangster. Oh. So that's what you were saying. This is worse than I American get it. Gangster. I get it.
1: Um, This entertained me more than American Gangster. Me too. American Gangster was an interesting movie. I, I feel like American Gangster was actually one of the, I saw it in the theater and I feel like it was one of the first movies where I actually thought critically about it because <laughs> on one hand you've got russell crowe who's the cop right who's the good guy but he's a piece of shit right on the other hand you've got denzel, denzel washington who's the bad guy the gangster but he's like a family man he takes care of his community all this stuff So that was a movie where I was kind of like, hmm, these characters are more than one-dimensional. And I was, I don't remember if thinking about it beyond that, but I thought, (laughs) oh, I feel kind of smart for realizing that. So anyway, back to Virtuosity. So so the big showdown takes place at the TV studio where Russell Crowe has kidnapped the daughter of one of the, I don't know if she's the police chief or what. She's a police lady. Um, (laughs) Her daughter. Kelly Lynch. Kelly Lynch, her daughter has been... And that's Kaylee Coco. What is it? Coco? 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 Kaylee Coco? Coco. Kaylee Coco. That's her... She's the daughter and she's been kidnapped, which mirrors the situation from the movie with Denzel's family Mm -hmm. because he's got a mother and a daughter or a wife and a daughter, (laughs) wife and a daughter, whatever, wife and a daughter um, who's also kidnapped, same age, same situation. And that basically brings it full circle. Right.
0: And so and of course, the learning curve is that when his wife and
1: daughter died, it's because he entered a booby trapped room. Right. And so, so, he, so he's like, "Aha! Stiff price to pay for learning that lesson." Fool uh, me but once, fool me <laughs> once, yeah, <laughs> fool me twice, strike three, right. <laughs> right? So, so yeah, so he figures out that so the and and there's a scene where I forget where they put her. It's inside like inside of like a fan or something, isn't it? Like she's
0: there's a fan. I always, you know, in the back of my mind, I know it's not a water tower. But it always kind of just seems like a water
1: silo on the because top of the roof. Because that was a big part of his metal arm coming into play. Was that was that the he... only
0: part of his metal arm coming. Well,
1: into first he <laughs> shoves the metal arm into the fan to stop the blades, so he can climb down and rescue the girl. Right. But then he realizes she's sitting on like a pressure-sensitive bomb. Mm. But luckily, his arm has been severed open, and he's got all these tubes and wires in there, which he can pull from to help defuse the bomb. To find the output. To find. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right, that's right. Output. Output. I think output, so output, so. output, so. output. and this one goes
0: to the output now which one's the output which one's the output
1: A great ringtone, just Denzel Washington <laughs> <laughs> whispering the word "output." Output. 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 <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Um, so yeah, that's kind of so. And so the oh, but the, the device that we forgot is that he actually gets Russell Crowe to trick him into telling him oh where, where the daughter is where the daughter is.
0: He kills him, and of course, Linda Meyer comes out of Steven Spinella. Linda Meyer right. comes out and was like, "He was the only one that knew where your daughter was." Right. <laughs> Great impression, and so then they're like, "Well, we got to get the the Amber character module mm-hmm. and and reboot Russell Crowe into virtual reality into the box
1: because they have a fight." Yeah, that's right. They have a fight on top of like a big like uh, like a glass skylight or something like that Mm -hmm. and Russell Crowe falls through and gets cut up and severed and his head explodes and that's when... He gets like quartered. Yeah, he does and that's when when you realize that Denzel has reached into his brain and actually pulled out the gem. Right. And then that's when it goes back into the whole replay and he gets Russell Crowe to tell him where the the girl is hidden. Here's one thing that just popped in my head. The credits song of Virtuosity is a song called Party Man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember this? No. It's a very like I, I wouldn't call it R and B, but it's kind of like R and B easy listening, where the credits roll and it's like I feel like there was a sunset or something, but it's just like the the chorus is just like he's a party man, <laughs> he's a party man, and I don't know why I remember that. I especially don't know why I remember that just now, but I remember even hearing that as a kid and being like, what, why, like where's like the heavy metal it's a good choice, you know? And essentially, what we have is sort of a nice tidy resolution where they, he, he throws the, the gem across the city. Basically, he stands on top of a building, throws the gem, and it lands on a roof and explodes. And then a car drives over it, if I remember correctly. Correct. Because there's two cases. There's the outer case, which breaks, mm. and then there's the inner brain, which the car rolls over. Which, right. As you throw thinking things in back, room. guys, does anyone have a car we could just roll over this thing with? <laughs> I mean, that might have been a good idea to, from the start.
0: If that was 6.7's mantra.
1: Maybe that's what they did to Sid 6.6. I'm (laughs) just saying, that could be Sheila. Uh, Maybe. Because we don't know what happened
0: to character module Sheila. That's
1: right. So go on with your theory. That is my
0: theory. It really is just that Denzel Washington, who is he if he doesn't have Matthew Grimes to go after? He's been doing it his whole life. So maybe he found Sheila, Sheila, what, 3.2? Yep. He found her module, and he destroys her module, but he keeps Sid 6.7 in his back pocket because he might want to go after him again.
1: So is this like an alternate ending you're proposing? This is the sequel to this is Sid six point eight Virtuosity. The sequel would be called no it would be called Virtuosity. Ooh in the poster the poster would have the number two integrated into the title like seven.
0: Because I think with most of the movies that we are putting on the podcast, these could get a reboot These should get a reboot These should be reintroduced I into would,
1: society i would be legitimately interested to see like the modern take on especially with you know the way technology is now like the modern take on what virtual reality simulation training would be you could totally three print 3d print the shit out of Point Six Point Seven. that's probably true sorry this movie <laughs> reminded me of the game lethal enforcers did you ever play that uh-uh. so lethal enforcers was basically a cop it was a it was a gun game so like duck hunt it was an arcade game so like revolver guns but you it was the first game i remember where you were actually like shooting bad guys and not like cartoon bad guys like there were photos of bad guys oh, and really? animated and stuff like that and you went through the different levels like the first level was the street the second level was like inside the bank, the bank and oh, okay stuff like so that. i do yeah. remember this one yeah and then there was a car chase and it was basically what virtuosity was trying to do with their like virtual reality training was set up these different situations and you play through the levels. Right. So I remember seeing the movie and then playing Lethal Enforcers and I was like, oh yeah, this guy, I'm so high tech and like, <laughs> yeah, oh, the future's awesome. Uh, that game was always in the uh, movie theater lobbies, right? Probably. Yeah. yeah. I think probably. that's where I always played it. Yeah, probably. I always say there's a lot to unpack about these movies. Not much here. <laughs> no. <laughs> to unpack, I don't think. Now this your is your basic just 1995 action movie featuring a little bit of a technical twist.
0: It's Russell Crowe like you've never seen him before, which I want to see him like this again. Just like Just twisted and psycho. Having fun and being fun. bad. Yeah, A scene that I wrote down that we skipped over was the when they were in the TV store, like the Circuit City, and they were going over a past murder that he just did. So he starts switching all the TVs over to show his face. And there's like this hippy-dippy, curly-haired guy that wants to watch his. I don't ever remember going into TV stores to watch TV. Like you go into TV stores to buy the TV. I'm totally blanking on this. Really? Scene.
1: Like I can kind of picture it, but I, I don't remember it. If I'm so he just
0: it. starts turning. He's got a big goofy smile on his face he's like oh my gosh look i'm on tv i'm gonna turn every tv in the store to this news program that details my murder okay and he keeps reaching in front of this guy with a curly mop on his head okay to turn his tv and the guy looks at russell Crowe. is like what are you doing and then he you know turns the channel again russell crowe looks at him turns over turns the channel back to the news story and the guy's like don't fuck with me man oh yeah yeah, yes yes, yes. <laughs> and, so, yes. and so russell crowe turns his head around (laughs) like breaks his neck in the middle of the store no screams nobody reacts there's a guy like with his the i'm gonna buy a video camera type feed going on and he's just filming russell crowe murder a man in the middle of a store. One of my favorite scenes of the movie. <laughs> Why? Because it's it shows you how dark it is then that there's just a senseless killing of no... Like, I was like, what is he gonna, like, punch this guy? No, he straight up murders the man. Well, he's s-
1: 6.7. He's 6... Yeah. He's sadistic,
0: intelligent, and dangerous. And that, to me, that was, instead of, like, who wants dark meat in the jail cell or whatnot, <laughs> breaking a hippie's neck was, it goes, this is what this movie just is. Just when you <laughs> thought
1: it couldn't get worse than right. the, the Aryan supremacist.
0: I am going to Take a woman from behind in a ultimate fighting championship audience mm-hmm. tell her i'm going to make her famous and make you believe that i'm going to rip out her jugular with my teeth <laughs>
1: See, here is the... So that scene where he creeps up behind the lady at the UFC was undoubtedly the inspiration for the scene from Face Off when Nicolas Cage, dressed as the priest, comes up behind the gospel choir and does basically the same thing where he grabs the girl's ass. and Is this a thing? Because Frollo does it to the same thing in Esmeralda. He does. That's right. Is in a this is,
0: this is what creepy guys do. Is that what creepy guys do? <laughs> Who knows? I don't I think mean, I've
1: ever done it. I've, 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 I mean, Score one for me, me not being creepy. Yeah. Did you just give yourself a point? I did. Nice. <laughs> nice. So... This movie, and now that I'm thinking about it, you mentioned The Net, and there was one other one that you mentioned. Demolition Man. Demolition Man, and we talked about Lawnmower Man. And die Hard with the Vengeance. Die Hard with the Vengeance, but also, wasn't Strange Days around this time? Maybe yeah. a little bit later, but I like in 96, 97? It was set in 99, I remember,
0: because it was all, you know, when 2K was going to happen mm-hmm. and we're all going to go back to the right, cave, right, right, right. caveman
1: era. So there were a lot of predictions about... Strange the,
0: Days was a fucked up movie.
1: There were a lot of predictions about like the future and the tech and... strange days was 95 okay yeah so this was so 95 and 94 were decent years for like hey guys let's jump on that 1999 future bandwagon (laughs) and see what we can see what we can imagine right did virtuosity get anything right Of what's going to happen in the future.
0: It's not very future. Like, there's no floating cars or anything like that. So that was, you know, like you could literally set a movie, film a movie in 95 and not much looks different on the street.
1: Because I remember Demolition Man started, if I recall, was made in 1994 and the first scene was supposed to take place in Los Angeles, 1996. Mm -hmm. And it was basically just a wasteland. Yeah. So they really went. Everything for it. was on fire. Everything was on fire, and yeah, they ba- they really went for it. They just they pulled no punches. What was the future of Demolition Man? What was that year? Twenty thirty two. Oh, okay. You know how I know that? Oh. Because he got frozen on my birthday, <laughs> <laughs> November twentieth. It said on the little dial next to when he got frozen, and then when he wakes up, it's also on my birthday. I think. Um, or no, yeah, that's what it was. He woke up on my birthday in twenty. I was gonna say
0: they unfroze him on his. anniversary, No 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 too. No, no
1: no yeah well that would make sense I mean you know, however many years. But anyway, so there were a lot of movies trying to predict the future at this time. Virtuosity, I don't know that they... Props to them for throwing in the UFC. I think... I think that they were probably trying to comment on the fact that it was so barbaric that, like, that was kind of the... That, that seems to be, like, a theme throughout the movie that, like, barbaric entertainment is where we're headed. Right. So they kind of... They, they I would say they,
0: they kind of nailed that. Yeah. I remember the graphics blowing my mind. Like, when he tosses the red rose and it turns into a black rose into <laughs> yeah, Like, for right. some reason, to me, like, I was like, holy crap, that's
1: amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then he's like... Like, when she orders a pizza over the internet. Yeah. Internet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're (laughs) Like, what?! (laughs) Oh my she gosh. ordered a pizza with her computer. I mean,
0: she put anchovies on it, uh, which was pretty. Um, is the net? Does the net qualify for this podcast? I'd watch the net again. I'd have
1: to watch it again. I don't know. <laughs> I just, um, I, that that was made into a TV show. Did was you know it? That? Yeah, pretty sure. And I feel like it was a recent TV show. actually. I mean,
0: you could, but it wasn't too far off on like the paranoia of what you could do oh, absolutely from not. the internet.
1: No, no, it was a little. I, I mean, mean you obviously, can't change somebody's prescription. <clears throat> obviously, <laughs> it has. I I don't know about that. I mean it's it's probably not outside the realm of a good hacker to do something like that but that movie certainly has not aged well both for the like computer tech and the, and the bangs and the I was gonna say and the haircut the haircuts. Yeah I think I, I'm, certain to, I'm I'm curious now what other movies happened around this time period like 93, 94, 95 that, uh, the, that tried to predict the future kind of in terms of uh, like the technology.
0: The breaking out an expert to help with your mission is also the
1: rock was another movie that yep. I put down yep. on the yep. same yep. time.
0: Yep. Breaking Sean Connery out.
1: So kind of was face-off because he went like the only one who can catch Caster Troy is, right. Sh- and he's got to be Caster Troy. <laughs> like that whole thing.
0: Yeah, so I understand like
1: why at that time they're like well, you know It's just more of the same. Right. I wonder why that happened. Like, I wonder if that was just a weird coincidence. Like, you guys are making a movie like that. We're making a movie like that.
0: I mean, it's kind of like the the era when everything was diehard. Like, diehard, like, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Diehard on on a boat. boat.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Diehard on a plane. Maybe it was not Air Force One or Executive Decision Ah, or whatever those were.
1: Executive Decision. Close (laughs) enough. Yeah. Wow, there's a movie I forgot about. So any scathing reviews on Virtuosity that we need to end with here?
0: Well, here's the thing that I found out with Hunchback and Virtuosity.
1: Roger Ebert... Loved him? Loved him. He, I know he loved Hunchback. Yeah. So I'm so, getting, I mean, like, Based on the way you said that.
0: <laughs> with these... I mean, not like... It wasn't four out of four stars, but it was definitely three out of four Hunchback stars. Hunchback got four out of four stars. Right. So this one, he said, was filled with bright ideas and fresh thinking and still found surprises, although the storyline was cliche. Mm. So right. I was like,
1: okay. Nothing like, wrong about what he said there.
0: Right. And I like... My thing with like the critics is because... Uh, When it it came to, like, the new Marvel movies and everything coming out right now, like, you can totally tell that, like, there's money being exchanged or favors being exchanged for good reviews when it comes to, like, because I would not say Black Panther was the greatest Marvel movie of all time. You didn't like it? I did like it. Oh, but
1: not as not, much as I everybody mean, else Right. Like here. it wasn't
0: hundred percent. Right. I would say. So to that and that was when like Peter Travers from Rolling Stone, because that was my guy, that was
1: the guy that I trusted. He was the guy who got involved in like the scandal though, right? Yeah. Like, where he was just like bullshitting the scandal, he just made all the things up? No, I don't think it was him. Or they oh they, they was he even a real person? Is that what it was? Peter Travers, yeah, he's a real he, okay, person. Okay, but they were like attributing quotes to him that he didn't say or like okay maybe in the movie or something like that because i will
0: say and i um like the one thing that i always do now is when you see a commercial and they show you the the reviews that is getting like greatest movie of the year mm-hmm. and they show that really big and they say it to you and so you feel like you have to read that mm-hmm. now i'm always training myself to look in the right corner to see, see where it, it's from right because yeah. usually it's something that you never heard mm-hmm. of before yeah, yeah and yeah. that is what they're using um so, to find out that Roger Ebert is on the same page, but what I did with this movie was I looked into the critics, kind of mm-hmm. like how I, I forget which movie that was, where I just found that one critic that I absolutely
1: hated. Oh, what was that? <laughs> I don't remember. If I if I saw a list of the shows we've done, I could remember it, but yeah, I, I, that was great.
0: So, this one is, so Lisa Schwarzbaum of Entertainment Weekly did not like this film.
1: Okay. A film what did, that what she
0: did, really liked? Yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah. <laughs> identity thief with melissa mccarthy
1: i like that movie
0: that's a melissa mccarthy trope just doing oh just like the
1: yeah like the overweight bumbling comedy lady
0: um battleship she really liked i forgot that was a thing and she almost i mean she gave hunger games a perfect score Hunger Games, a perfect score.
1: I wouldn't give it a perfect score, but I know those were big, important movies for a lot of people.
0: Michael Willington of the Chicago Tribune did not like this film, but called Mission to Mars gorgeous and realistic. What's Mission to Mars? We have not done a Mission to Mars, so I guarantee it's not realistic. (laughs) mission to mars is an actual
1: movie yeah i remember i think it
0: came out like during all the mission to mars yeah there were like
1: three or four of them right the only one and like val kilmer was in one of them was that this one that's all i remember about the mars movies of like like kurt russell was in one of them
0: he really liked the pink panther with steve martin And he gave 100% to Bringing Out the Dead, which was the Martin Scorsese. Was Nicolas Cage?
1: Oh, the ambulance movie? Oh, man, that's all I know about it, is that it's like Nicolas Cage drives an ambulance. uh,
0: Nobody really knows it as a Martin Scorsese film. Um, Jay Car of the Boston Globe did not like this film, but like The World is Not Enough, which was one of the worst James
1: Bond films. Do you want to hear something possibly distressing to you? Okay. I've never seen a James Bond movie. Never, not one? not one all the way through completely um i would i would recommend
0: starting with casino royale
1: okay you're the getting, new one or
0: yeah it's like well it's the fourth oldest
1: <laughs> wait the first didn't they just daniel remake craig. oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, um yeah.
0: that one but wasn't me, casino
1: royale a, like an old school bond movie too that or? was
0: the first book ever written oh
1: the book okay by yeah Ian that's Fleming. right that's right
0: um so when they came back out with daniel craig they went back to pretty much the start of it all start of it all got it um the world is not enough is pretty much evil Fox News, CNN taking mm-hmm. over the world. The twenty four hour news cycle. Uh, okay. And this guy was going to create his own news by like blowing things up and then reporting on it and selling advertising. Oh, was, so
1: a much better take on that Nightcrawler with Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal. Right. Absolutely. Okay.
0: Um, Mission Impossible
1: Two. He really liked. Oh. <laughs>
0: Which I thought would get Who is this garbage person? This is Jay Carr of the Boston Globe. Garbage. Um, (coughs) Body Shots with Tara Reid. He liked that one. Could not even tell you what that is. Really, really (coughs) liked Hot Shots, which I won't hold against. Oh, Hot Shots was great. But in the same instance, really did not like The Burbs with Tom Hanks. Huh. Um, and then the final one was Mike LaSalle, or LaSalle from San Fran Chronicle. Um, he gave Hotel Artemis a perfect
1: 100%. That's one that just came out with Jodie Foster, yeah. right? I wanted to see that really bad. I don't think it's perfect
0: 100% worthy. Red Sparrow as well. He did not like Infinity War. Oh, come
1: on. <laughs> he liked Fifty Shades what, what, Freed. I don't even know what that is. What's That's the what third is, Fifty Shades uh, of Grey. <laughs> what, on what basis did he not like Infinity War? And what, on what what? person goes into that movie and comes out not saying, yeah, that was fun, at least? I at loved it. At the very least. I don't know why I liked it so much. Because <laughs> it was loved fun. Because it. it was... It was... It was... I mean, it was like... We've we've really gone off tangent here. We, yeah. But but anyway, Infinity War, yeah, I don't this guy sucks.
0: Yeah. Well they all like that's why I don't think you could trust critics, you know, like anymore. Right. I think there's too many out there. I think everybody is wild out on Twitter.
1: Right. Every, well, I mean, look at us, we're essentially like some breed of Critic. And they could you know,
0: they could trust us if they want or not. Like Mm -hmm. I feel like you have to find something that you like about like if you like Russell Crowe, see Virtuosity. Oh, for sure. If you like Denzel Washington or if
1: you like to look at Denzel Washington, Mm -hmm. this movie is for you. If you like two different types of Denzel Washington, if you like different flavors of Denzel, if you like 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 Ricky Williams Denzel. Ricky Williams Denzel and then cleaned up Denzeli Denzel. (laughs) Then this is the movie for you. He is (laughs) Denzel.
0: Denzel. So I think like that's kind of how you have to approach movie going these days. Is if you you have to find like an actor that you like or a director that you like and follow that. But everybody's got to like sift out the critics.
1: Fair enough. Okay. None well the
0: critics were lovers.
1: Yeah. That's that's why we're, we're appreciated or that's probably a good place to end. And I was gonna say that the the whole the whole spiel we just kinda gave sort of sums up the catchphrase we like to close each show with. And I think particularly appropriate to this movie because, you know, it's not gonna cause your brain to overwork too much. It's just kind of a fun, like stupid nineteen ninety five escapist movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that said, I think we can both agree that when it comes to the critics and virtuosity, virtuosity really wasn't that bad. So this has been episode 12 of Second Chance Cinema, and we'll be back with episode 13 whenever we decide to record episode 13.
0: So then, upon this time looking at the streetlights all in whatever movie that is. If you have recommendations, you can you could tweet, tweet them, us. comment on the right. podcast page, somehow. Even in a review, a five star review, you know what? but you can do whatever us, you want.
1: Stalk us down if you want. That would be flattering in, in this case if, if, you've, if you've got the, the ways and means to, to go about doing so. But definitely let us know if there are movies you want to hear. Gremlins 2 was a request, and it was one of my favorite shows to date. Yeah. Yeah, it was it fun. Happens. So thanks for listening, and we will be back when we come back. Ciao. your party man. am I'm man. I'm, man. I'm your party man. I'm party man. I'm your body
0: Virtuosity was produced by Gary Lucchesi Productions. It was distributed by Paramount Pictures. Second Chance Cinema is a fan of the film and urges you to check it out. Closing credits music is from the film Soundtrack. Like MC said, it's called Party Man, and it's by Peter Gabriel and Tori Amos. Thank you for listening to this episode of Second Chance Cinema. If you have any comments, questions, corrections, or would like to recommend a movie for a future show, you can reach us at 2 Cinema at gmail.com. You can check us out on Instagram at 2NDchancecinema. We have a Second Chance Cinema Facebook group, and you can find us on Twitter at MCNsPro. To help our little show out, please tell your friends about us, leave a review wherever you listen, and be sure to subscribe and download each episode you listen to, as those simple steps makes us much more visible in the universe, which makes these fine secret cinematic masterpieces more visible. Isn't that really the whole point? Now go on and have a wonderful day, you beautiful person, you. And if someone carries around the joy of killing your entire family, MC and I believe it is okay to hate them. And no, you don't have to be friends with them either. So enjoy your day.